This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, we're going to keep this botching Afghanistan series going with our special guest, Eddie Penny. So Eddie is very special to this podcast because not only is my friend, my personal friend, he was on episode 100 of this podcast, and he was the very, very first interview we ever did on Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. But more importantly than that, he is a retired Navy SEAL and Marine. He was a member of DevGrew, otherwise known as SEAL Team 6. But again, this is a guy who lost friends in Afghanistan. He lost brothers over there, right? He served over there on multiple deployments, put his life on the line in order to help the Afghan people and to protect Americans here stateside. So got to get his perspective on this and you will not be disappointed in what he had to say. So without further ado, let's get into it. Eddie Penny, thank you for coming back on the show. I know this has kind of been a weird trying time for you and a lot of guys that you know, but as we've done with everybody else in this series, I just like to back away from the microphone at the very beginning here and just give you some space to just air out any of your initial thoughts or really overall thoughts on the situation currently going on on the ground in Afghanistan. Yeah, the situation. Um, before I even begin, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on this. Uh, we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't be there. We should pull it out whenever. We should still be there. And that, that's fine. That's that's awesome. I don't have all the information. No one really has all the information. Those are unfortunately stuck away in some agency somewhere. Hopefully they're on the right stuff with that. It seems like they are not. Um, but but to take in what happened a couple of days, uh, the, the pulling out, um, I was very sad by it. I, I mean, I think it's great. I don't like our troops going into harm's way. But at the same time, you can look at this two different ways. You can look at it like we don't want to send our troops. We need to worry about back home because we have our own issues. And yes, we have our own issues. Absolutely. The problem is, though, certain things overseas affect back home, as in if you don't disrupt certain networks of terrorism, it is going to bite you in the butt and it's going to nail you in your home round. So there's 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 that train of thought. Um We've been over there for 20, 21 years. We spent a lot of money over there. We we got a lot of bad guys. We lost a lot of good people. Um, a lot of people, hearts and minds were into that mission. It's a very, very bad country. Um, the people are treated horribly by the Taliban that was there before. Women's rights. I mean, we, we, we talk about all these rights for, for this person or that person. We seem to coddle people here. There's really not a lot of coddling over there. It's more like, hey, I'm going to cut your head off or shoot you in the face. So that's a so that's one way to look at it, right? We're worried about pronouns. These guys are just worried about trying to stay alive, uh, and, and it's horrible. That's not that's not that's not good business. Uh, so me personally, I, I think the way I think we needed to withdraw somewhat. I do think that we should maintain a presence there of somewhat just to disrupt other networks and. I wouldn't say go on an offensive unless we know we've get uh, intelligence reporting that this is happening and to to deter that just like you would for if you found a burglar was going to break into your house mm -hmm. you would try to do whatever you could like hey cops I heard this uh, please be here or this is the person that I whatever um, so and and it's a great strategic location in the world if you look what it's what's around it uh, so that's one one thing. But at the same time, you're dumping all this money when we can be putting into the infrastructure of the United States of America, roads, schools would be a huge one, um, certain medications, hospitals, whatever it may be. 
but it's a it's a very it's a very crazy situation to deal with. Period. No matter what, no matter what side of you're on, it's very it's not just a cut and dry. Do this and everything will be okay. It, it's really not like that. But the way the administration handled this is disgusting. It is freaking gross. I, I it, it's and they've kind of handled that. I mean, we if you just look at the past um, the past few months since this administration has taken over, it, it you pretty much hear one thing and one thing only, and that is COVID or the coronavirus or vaccinations. Wear a mask here. You need to do this. Show your vaccination card. All this stuff, and and I'm, don't get me wrong, COVID is very real. It can really destroy you. It can kill people. Uh, but at the same time, it's you know, its turnaround rate of you not dying is is very um, is very minimal. Uh, Ninety nine point whatever the heck it might be. I'm not a whatever doctor that is, but one thing I do know is I, I am a I'm a doctor in freedom, and the things that are put into place are destroying freedom and liberties, and it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And uh, so you, you put, you know, your mask and your vaccinations and, they, and they're just dumping all this money into into whatever it is. And you can be like any of your conspiracy theories. OK, cool. A lot of those conspiracy theories come true a few months later. And you're like, holy crap, that was truth. Uh, but there, there's money behind this big pharma, you know, getting the vaccine, getting the push. You know, there's there's kickbacks. That's that's kind of how it works. And um yeah, it's 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 disgusting. You can just see what if someone puts their mind to something, what they can do. Because everywhere you look, you're seeing something about COVID. Get a vaccine. Wear a mask. I mean, there's signs and where there's plexiglass, so you can just see if uh, if a government and gets everyone behind them and has a goal, what what can it be can be accomplished? I mean, just think if we did that for okay, let's what's a proper way to get out of Afghanistan or a proper way to make our school system better or whatever it is. There's so many bigger issues than this bullcrap pronoun, freaking critical rate, all, all this crap that you hear about. It's all it's all rubbish. It's crap. I mean, there's bigger issues as we know, uh, like you know, fatherless families, foundation of family. The, the Christian church. I mean, you just want to go down the list. I mean, there, there's there's issues across the board. And if I call somebody a him or her and they're offended, that's not it. I don't have time. Humans, we don't on this or we don't have time for that crap. We don't have time for it. Um, well, we just, that's just it. Well, that's one thing that I was talking about with some other folks as well. It's where like these people weren't clinging to American planes as they were taking off because uh, they were concerned about what the pronouns the Taliban was going to be using. They weren't concerned about, you know, uh, what types of jobs they would have or whether or not they'd have to have a vaccine passport. They were worried about getting their heads chopped off. But before that, watching their family members be raped and beheaded before they are beheaded. Right. So there's, there's always this hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely. There's this hierarchy of things, but you touched on a lot of things there, but I want to go back to the administration. So obviously Joe Biden was basically guilty into coming back to the White House. He comes back from Camp David. He spends 20 minutes looking into a teleprompter, horribly reading words that someone else wrote. And then he hops back on his helicopter and he goes back to Camp David. And they're saying that he's supposed to be back in the White House here soon. I'm not sure uh, if that'll be done by the time this podcast is out. But one of the main things he's going to be talking about is guess COVID. COVID. He's going to be it. talking about COVID. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's about, it's about COVID. I don't want to hear about your COVID crap. Enough right. about it enough. Well, let's, let's kind of talk about that a little bit further because COVID has always been the distraction from every other real issue. Right. And then it's, it's constantly moving goalposts and whatever Dr. Fauci says we need to do, whether or not we need to wear the mask like that. We're constantly changing how we do things. But right now, 
This is one of the worst, just optically, not even, let's not even talk about the human cost of what's going on in Afghanistan right now. Let's just look at the optics. I can't think of a worse optic for the Americans in terms of our foreign policy since 9-11, which was something that happened stateside. It wasn't happening somewhere else, but we pulled our thumb out of the dam and we just said, ah, I guess we'll point at the Afghans and call it, call it a them problem without mentioning the fact that 50,000 Afghan soldiers have died in the last seven years trying to fight this battle. And you can't just take away their air support overnight and expect it to all kind of keep going. So sure, yeah. I want you to go a little bit deeper on your thoughts on the administration, specifically on how they've handled Afghanistan up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like it's like with anyone, like I said, some people are like, hey, just pull out. We should be dumping money into our country. And I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. But you also got to think about foreign policy. We want to make friends, just like you want to make friends with your neighbor. We, as a country, and look bigger picture here, we want to make friends with certain countries. We spent decades there, multiple presidents, I think four, maybe five, um, over there. And you can't go in destroy a bunch of stuff and leave without putting in this is this is my opinion without putting in an infrastructure you got to do the right thing you you really you really should do the right thing and that process can obviously happen while you're still running combat operations uh taking it to the enemy you know building the schools making sure that your your police force is good to go uh but uh, and uh, but, but then there's that fine line where we paying too much money and these guys are are fighting and training for that dollar bill, mm -hmm. you start taking away funds. Now the Taliban's coming back in, and the guys are like these, um, these, these, these warriors, these Afghan warriors that were with the military. Like, dude, I know what side's going to win based off of centuries of history of what it looks like. Um, it, but so you can't do that. Like, I would be very impressed. Like, hey, we want, we don't want to keep dumping our money. We don't want to keep doing that, but this is important. We've spent so much money and we need to build this and then, and then methodically pull out ensuring that we have those things in and, and there might be a pullout and something bad happens and we need to surge forward. That's that, that, that's war. It's gross. It's, it's not fair. It's not, it's, it's disgusting. It's not, it's not fair. We try to play by these. Oh, it's like this. It's like this. We, you know, we open these books. Oh, you should do this. You should, that's not how it is. You've got to see the situation, let it freaking the target develop, and then you make your moves based off of that. It's just, it's horrible. And, and we're pulling out and we've got thousands and thousands of American citizens left by an administration that says we care about your health and safety. And that's bullcrap. And it just shows it right there. You're, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Well, Every one of them. A bunch of hypocrites. Well, they're saying they care about their health and safety, but Jen Psaki, uh, the generals, the other people from the State Department that have been up in front of microphones, they're being asked softball questions by the media, which should be a surprise to nobody. But they're basically right. like, can you guarantee that you are going to get all the Americans out, that essentially that it's humanly possible to get out of Afghanistan? None of them will guarantee it, okay? Yes, so no, say, guarantee it. Right. That's a right now? They can't guarantee it. Right. They cannot. I mean, before they did this, they probably could have guaranteed it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, let's start getting some people out. And I guess my whole thing is, this is clearly a coordinated thing by the Taliban. With our technology, it, like, it baffles me. And I, I feel like this was somewhat, it had to be known. You pick up chatter, you you got informants, you're running it, all that right. stuff. and or, or it could have been just so well-planned of attack by these right. cave dwellers. But, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. They are smart. They've been... They've been playing this game with with people for since you know Alexander the Great, mm -hmm. and um, so 
they're not they're not dumb. It's been passed on generation to generation. They're, they're, they're warriors. They're they're fighters. They've been fighters forever. Right. Uh, but we have this tech, a thing called technology, money, assets. They don't have the assets minus the stuff that we give them, depending right. on the, the the decade. Um, but the so rhetoric, yeah. Eddie, like that, that's one thing just to hop back in. The, the rhetoric from the administration should be, yes, we're going to do everything we can to protect U.S. citizens. But it's kind of been this like hodgepodgey, him and hawing type of thing. And that's the thing that's kind of shocking to me because it's like, say what you want about Trump. But can you imagine if he were in office right now and this had happened? First of all, it probably wouldn't have happened because he wouldn't have just pulled happened. him out. It wouldn't have happened. But let's just suspend belief. Exactly. But let's just... Out. Yeah, exactly. So, so what he did uh, to the dude in Iraq, he, he found out where he went, boom, done, done. That's yeah. a terrorist. Yeah, Soleimani, like, oh, it's yes. one of those things where it's like, oh, yes, are you going to yes. do something about it? Like, hey, I took out one of your guys. What are you going to do about it? And that's the thing is you have to show strength overseas because now there's been a vacuum that's been created by the United States that's going to be filled by Russia and China. Now India is going to potentially be in in a horrible spot. There's going to be a lot of issues in that area that we strategically left without a plan. And that's the thing that I just don't understand from this administration is they're they're putting out messages saying – we're going to send a strongly worded letter through the UN to make sure that the Taliban doesn't violate people's rights, especially women's rights and overseas. And I'm like, a strongly worded letter, a strongly worded letter. Do you think these eighth century cave dwelling, barbaric Islamic fundamentalists give a crap about your letters? Like what, what are they supposed to go hide in a cave in case one of your letters hits them in the head? I don't understand the tactic right now. That, that's there is no tactics. That's that's a problem with this administration. They're they're all about like hand out candy and give each other little Care Bear hugs. That that's just not how the reality of uh, when you're dealing with fighters that are that are definitely of the opposite faith of many of us back here. They have a different law, Sharia law. Not not all of them follow that, but some of them do. And if you do any kind of research, just do a quick look. You're like, holy crap, that's pretty pretty rad. Um, it's just it's not a good thing. You can't you can't do the. Hey, well, he gave me his word. I know he's good for it. That's just not how it works. You got to have some oomph behind like, hey, there's like, this is, if you do this, we're going to do this. Boom. And that that's it. And does that mean you're probably going to have to kill some people? Yes. That's, I'm, I, I, I hate to say this. That's the way it works. That is war. It's been going on forever um, and it'll continue to go. Uh, but these, but, but our, our administration cares about your mask, your vaccines, making money and other backdoor corruption that is going on. And again, that's my opinion. But if, if you have been paying attention at all, you, you would probably see the light. So, yeah, well, one thing that we can do to kind of switch off the administration, which we could spend the next hour just on them. But you obviously are a tactical wizard. I mean, from your time spent in the Marine Corps, but also since you were a Navy SEAL and in DevGrew and those types of things, you know what? things will work on the ground from a tactical perspective. So you mentioned right from the top of the podcast about you agreed with the idea of us maintaining a presence there. Again, most Americans had no idea that we we still have troops in Germany and in Korea and in Japan right. and that we hadn't lost a soldier in Afghanistan for a year and a half and that it wasn't this warfare that people had in their minds like it was Vietnam every single day over and over and over. Like it's, you know, it was all these horrible battles over and over and over. But from your perspective, tactically, what would you, if you were, you know, pulling the strings, what would you have done in Afghanistan realizing that, no, we don't want to be dumping billions and billions of dollars every single year. We don't want to lose American lives, but we do want to keep the peace, the relative peace that we had created over there. Uh, unfortunately, I can't answer that as well. I mean, I'll do, I'll shoot from the hip and, and do my best. I don't have all the information of 
what the current situation is with the government, with the Taliban, and with us. What pot of money do we have? What's been allocated to that? So I don't, I don't have that information, but I do know this. Like, and I, and I kind of um, mentioned it earlier. Is, is I, I think, not. I don't think any Americans, minus some, some, uh, some war fighters in our military, want to be overseas taking it to bad guys. We, our families, we don't want our loved ones to go over there. We want to be, be I mean, we want to be training in, in case of. But you know, when it, when push comes to shove, and, and guys are flying over, they're taking ships over to another country where bullets are flying and bombs are coming down range. No one wants that. It's um, it's war. Like I said, there's blood and guts and there's tears and people die, lose limbs, lose eyesight, lose hearing. All these things and kids get raised without their 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 dad or their mom and. And that's not that's not a good thing, um, but at the same time, you do need to keep a president. And you you gave a perfect example of having people in Germany, in Asia, in Africa, in South America, in Central, and in, in these different strategic places, working with other government military, d- developing that uh, alliance, um, which which is so important. I mean, because our, we 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 rely on allies, like we need them. And they need us. You know, we're not this just huge, crazy superpower that doesn't need anything. That's not true. You can you can see with what's going on. We need a lot. Uh, brains would be the first one I would go with. Um, but yeah, I would maintain a, a presence, and I would I would do a slow withdrawal. And I think that's what was going on. And I think President Trump. And you know, I'm a, a huge Trump supporter, but I don't believe with everything that Trump does that that's that's true. Like the the vaccine push. I never agreed with it. You, you just you, it doesn't work that way. You need time to to see what it is, to what it works on. So I was always against that. Doesn't mean I think he's a horrible guy. I think he's 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 awesome. He's got great policy. Uh, but his thing was, hey, if you guys mess up or start doing this crap like you were doing before, I'm taking you out. And he was very firm about it. And and that seemed to be working. And I'll tell you right now, minus the Democrats and the far left, when when Joe Biden, I'm not gonna even say that he won. When he took that office, um, the biggest people that celebrated was every bad guy in this freaking world because they're like, okay, we got a pushover. And that's exactly what he is. He, Biden is a freaking pushover. He has no backbone. He's, he's, um, he's spineless, man. He, he's dirty. He's dirty. You can just, I mean, he's just a dirty man. Well, you know, it's bad when, you know, a higher up, I forget the guy's name, but he was a higher up in the Obama administration. And he basically came out and said, this was before the election, before it was, uh, you know, done in November of 2020, he came out and said, Joe Biden has basically been wrong about every single international or world issue in terms of foreign policy for the last 40 years. He's been wrong literally about everything. The most egregious example that most people know about is he was like the only guy that was against the bin Laden raid, right? And, you know, you can talk about the good or bad or whether or not that was a useful thing to do. But this guy's literally on the wrong side of history, no matter what side he takes, right? And so, yeah, for decades. And you, you hand him the reins. And this is the thing. And again, this isn't like a big, you know, Trump versus Biden type thing. But when people couldn't hold their nose and vote for Trump in 2020, Right. Regardless if you think the election was stolen or you think it was perfect and that Joe Biden got 80 million votes, which is astonishingly more than Barack Obama, if you believe that. Right. The thing about it is whenever you're voting for somebody because you hate the other person, you have to remember you're voting for somebody and that somebody has a brain that works to some degree and they have opinions and they have a track record. And so Mm -hmm. you may think orange man bad. You may look at the mean tweets and you may say, oh, this is terrible. This is horrible. But then you look at the other guy. 
and say, well, this guy is mentally decrepit and what's left of his brain is not seeming to fire all of that well. And that's right. kind of the issue that I have with so many people is they're looking at, in astonishment at Joe Biden and they're wondering, how can the world be so bad? It's it's the post that you shared a while ago with gas prices being, being so high, the southern border being a joke, not getting COVID under control, cr- critical race theory. We're teaching our kids that you know their classmates are vectors of transmission and not people. We're teaching them that they're inherently racist and not people but you're right. surprised and shocked at all this. So, so Twitter's more relaxed, but you're, you're shocked that this guy, this boob is doing a bad job. Every indication on the planet would point to the fact that he was going to do a bad job, but now you're getting me all mad and fired up, but yeah, go ahead. I know you were wanting to hop in on fired up. You, you damn well should be. It's kind of funny as people like, Oh, the, he, he's just, he needs to keep his mouth shut talking about Trump. Like all oh, these mean tweets. Are they really mean tweets or are they just not sugarcoated? He just kind of, you know, people can't handle the truth. I mean, don't say he's not overstepped some of his things, but isn't that better than a yes man or of just a bunch of someone that just spits out fluff? That society we are right now is where we don't want even want the truth. We want what we want to hear. Even if it's not the truth, that, that's all we want. Like is people can't handle the truth. Not to a few good men, Jack Nicholson does, but people cannot handle the truth. It, it's like, Reality stings, but the reality is not this freaking like dancing in the fields thing. It's it's very brutal, and you can't have this mentality of you doing your nine to five job, going to a cubicle, you deal with your little garden in your house. There's bigger issues out there, man. And and the reason why you have that is because of, of people going across those bigger issues and destroying the evil. And and it, it just it blows this blows my mind, and it doesn't blow my mind when that dude was whatever. Um, I, we, we knew this is one year. We got three more years of this crap, unless some miracle happens. I'll be, I've been praying every night, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> but like, dude, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a freak. It's, it's an embarrassment to this country because this country is so amazing. And, and, and I, and I know a lot of people across, like I got friends in pretty, in a lot of countries and uh, a lot of different countries. And we're not, we're not judged by one, one man slash boy the way he acts. Um, we're, we're a strong country. We are, it's just, we got very bad leadership. We have very poor leadership across the board. It seems like, and they've got their priorities all, all screwed up and that's right. That's- yeah. Elections have consequences as Albert Mueller yeah. likes to say. And, you know, we're living some of those consequences and unfortunately the Afghan people are living that. But as we kind of bring this to a close, Eddie, because we, we got a lot more time in the future on future episodes, where we're going to dig more into Trump and the, the government and all that kind of stuff. I want to hear two messages from you right now, because I know that there are a lot of gold star families right now that are confused and hurting and angry. And there are service members, retired and active duty, that are all of those same emotions, right? And and it's like, there's so many things to be outraged about. It's hard to know which one to pick to be outraged about. There's so many things to be sad and depressed about. So it's hard to pick exactly which one. But what is your word to those Gold Star families that have lost family members and loved ones? What would you say to them? Because there are a lot of them that listen to the show. But then also, as a veteran, of, you know, a tier one uh, group in, in the United States military, what would you say to those veterans that fought over there in Afghanistan who might be thinking that what they did was a waste? I would definitely say this. And I saw a lot of posts on this of veterans saying we did this. I lost my legs. It seemed like for nothing. And I know it, it seems that way, but let's not forget 21 decades. Those, those heroes, those men and women that went over there and fought and, uh, unfortunately some past 
they made a difference. They made a difference for, for people that were, okay, 20 years ago, they might've been like six. So now they're 27, 28, and they're, maybe they're not joining Taliban. They're making better decisions and trying to teach their children the right way, the right way to be and not go murder women and children and make them your, your sex slave or whatever it is. So I, I, I understand. I understand both sides of the coin. I feel bad too. I just, I just remember seeing, witnessing some of the things that I saw over there in Afghanistan. What happened to these uh, certain people over there by by these men uh, or cowards, I should say. Um, but but they 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 made a difference. They made a difference in a lot and thousands of people's lives. They saved a lot of lives. Uh, it might not seem that way, but a one hundred percent in the in the men and women that that did pass over there. Uh, they did. They they died doing a job that they were definitely proud and worthy of because it was protecting the United States of America. And like I said, we have got to deter. We have got to disrupt bad guys, terrorist group, whatever you want to whatever you want to label it. We have got to disrupt it because if not, it's just going to build. It's just going to build. It's just going to build. And and we don't want to see another nine eleven or other terrorist activities on our homeland. Or when you're you're vacationing to your favorite vacation spot uh, in another country, we, we just don't want to see it. So you you've got to stop it. Uh, but hats off to those men and women that went and fought, especially the ones that that passed and gave it all. Um, my heart goes out to them. My tears, I still uh, cry for them. Um, they did the right thing. They did the right thing, and every gold star family should be extremely proud. And they did make a difference. I know for a fact they made a difference. It'd be it'd be foolish to say they it was all for nothing. Because that's not true. Eddie, I think that's a great place to leave it. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks, my friend. You take it easy.